When building an entrepreneurial business, you will never reach the goals you want for your business or yourself without systematizing your business. On the Building to Scale podcast, our mission is to help you, the entrepreneurial business owner, find clarity in what is holding you back in your business today, as well as guide you in building a more profitable, scalable, and ultimately saleable business. In this episode, Jeff Chastain talks about the idea of gamification in business. Would you watch or play a game without keeping score? You could, but it looks more like a backyard neighborhood game, rather than an organized professional game. So why do so many businesses operate like this? Let's find out with our host, Jeff Chastain. Good morning and welcome to this episode of the Building to Scale podcast where, as always, we're all about helping you today's entrepreneurial business owner build a more profitable, more scalable, and ultimately more saleable business. So let me kick things off today with a question. How competitive are you? I mean, if I were to ask your spouse, your kids, even your team there at work, what would they say there? Now, imagine for me for a moment here that you're going to go watch a, a game, watch a pick your favorite sports team. Honestly, doesn't matter here. It's it's whatever's whatever's your favorite there. Um, I'd say at the time of this release, this recording, we're right in the middle of football season here. So being from Dallas, I'm going to. Go, I'm going to go check out a Dallas Cowboys game here. And then at the moment, the way they're playing, and I'll probably jinx it here, would probably be a pretty good game here. Now, suppose we're going to this game here, and you walk into the stadium, find your seat, and start watching the, the, the progress of the game, watching what's going on right there. And you realize something's missing. There's, there's no scoreboard. I mean... I have no idea at this point, looking at the game, what the score is, how much time is left, really anything that's going on. I can see them playing down there, but I, I have no idea what the score is or what the time is. And just that little bit of information takes away from the overall experience of watching the game when you honestly have no idea who's even winning or what's going on. So now let's take that one step further. Let's switch places with one of the players on the field for the moment. Imagine the impact of trying to play that game when you don't know if you're ahead or you're behind. You don't know how much time's left, which means you don't know how to adjust your strategy to say, hey, have we only got two minutes left and we're behind, or maybe we only got two minutes left and we're ahead. Suppose you take that even one step further. Suppose that only the coach on the sideline actually knew the rules to the game. As players on the field, we really don't know what the objective is because, again, the coach is the only one that knows the rules, knows what we're trying to do in the game. If I were the quarterback, I might, I'd know that, okay, my job is to throw the ball. But can I throw it to just anybody that I want to? Do I have to throw it in a certain direction? What's, what's the objective of just throwing the ball? Do I... Can I just see how far I can throw it? Or does somebody actually have to be out there to catch it? Looking at this, you, you probably get the picture by this point. And the challenge that we're facing here is that at best, the game would be an absolute mess. I mean, there'd probably be fights and arguments because nobody really knows what the rules are. They have the arguments there. Nobody really knows who won the game. And Pretty soon, probably, you'd end up with players that honestly no, no longer want to play because they can't win the game. They don't, they don't know how to play. 
So if you think about this, this effectively reminds you of kind of the, the kids' recess playground game, which always devolved into a, an argument and a shouting match and a fight there, and honestly, not a lot of fun. But the goal here, we're not here, obviously, to talk sports, though. This is, this is about business. But when I look at people or when I talk to people about this, I say, well, business doesn't have anything to do with games. Business is, is serious stuff right here. Games is just for fun. We go play. Business, hey, this is, this is work. We, we've really got we to gotta make this serious, or do we? So think about this with me for a moment here. In a game, that football game, whichever one you want to have in mind, there's a defined set of rules and objectives in that game. There's a defined set of, of criteria that explains what it means to win, or better yet, what you get when you win. And if you have that in mind, is that really any different than your business? In a game, the, the players are excited about the game. They, they work together to achieve certain objectives. Honestly, that sounds like how I would want my staff to operate, right? In a, in a game, the, the players all understand the rules, what it takes to win the game. Again, having all of your staff, having all my staff operating with the same level of knowledge, pulling in the same direction, sounds like a pretty good recipe for success to me. Um, one more. How about in a game, the, the players all understand what happens when they win the game. So... Honestly, most people are motivated by, by prizes, kind of a thing there. Um, a pat on the back is, is nice, but holding up that Lombardi trophy or looking at a bonus, a promotion, or a, a bigger office quite possibly will motivate a lot more a lot of people. A lot of, ah, if I can talk, a lot of people, a lot better. So why can't we take these same aspects of the sporting game and apply them to our business? This idea of treating a, your, your business like a game comes from an under book, uh, Jack Stack. Here's the author by, and his book is called The Great Game of Business. So this one's been out for, for quite a while. And honestly, I consider many of the ideas in this book to be geared towards much bigger companies, much bigger teams. But one idea that I wanted to break down today is that of the critical number. So, over the last few episodes, we've been talking about building a strategy, building an execution plan for your business. And when looking at the, the yearly goals at the quarterly execution plan, I always coach business owners to pick two critical numbers for, for the quarter and for the, for the year right there. One of those numbers typically comes from the people or the, the balance side of the balance sheet side of the business. And the other one comes from the process or the profit and loss side of the business. Now, in each of these cases, the, the critical number is something that's measurable. And it's really the, the number one priority, the number one goal for either the quarter or the year right there. Now, in the, the book Mastering the Rockefeller Habits by Vern Harnish, he pulls this as the habit number two is what he refers to it as in, in kind of the, I think it's 12 Rockefeller Habits there. But he describes two ways to go about picking this critical number, again, either on a monthly or quarterly basis. The first way he talks about is to just think about all the important things that you need to accomplish and visualize those in a line of dominoes. So... 
think about what is that lead domino, the one up front, that basically starts all the others falling at that point. So that lead domino right there could be your critical number. What do we need to accomplish first to get everything else moving? A second way to look at it is if you look at your overall process, your overall system, what's the constraint or what's the bottleneck in your business right now? Thinking that, okay, if we could just address that one thing, it would open up possibilities in other areas. So a couple ideas there. Now that you've got that, that number in mind, what's, what's the most critical thing that we can measure? We need to put really, I always coach people to come up with three separate levels of winning. So if you think about, think about like the Olympics where they have uh, bronze, silver, and gold medals at the end of every event. The bronze medal effectively means we were able to meet our goal as an organization. And for that, the team unlocks the, the first level of the annual bonus, for example, maybe. Maybe it's a party at the office, whatever the case may be. Some kind of award that, that, that unlocks that first tier of the award. But if we're able to hit the silver level goal, then that means the team's gone above and beyond and thus the reward is, is a bit bigger there. And lastly, if you hit the, the goal level, that's the big stretch goal. That's, that's the one that we, we really had to push in order to reach that. And that's a, that's a huge win for the company and really the biggest payoff at that point for everybody involved. So you can go back to the, even though the whole football analogy, okay, did you win your division? Did you win the conference? Did you win the Super Bowl? Kind of a thing. They've got bigger payoffs there to them. So now we've got our goal. We've got three different tiers of wins. So again, everybody knows what the target is. We know what we're aiming for at the beginning of the season, at the beginning of the quarter, or at the beginning of the year. So now what do we do? Well, you've got to play the game. So again, going back to our sports analogy, how motivated do you think the team would be if they didn't see the score until the end of the game? Again, it would definitely take away from the game at that point. You want to be able to understand, okay, where are we again in position to the time left? Do we need to change our strategy, adjust things at that point? And the same goes here with business. You've got to communicate these, really communicate three things with your team to get them into the game. First off, obviously what we talked about already, they need to know the goal. So this is not a goal that you come up with. This is a goal that they need to know. They need to know what that critical number is and they need to know what the, the gold, bronze, silver levels are associated with the prize. They need to know what they're aiming for. Second, they need to know what the current score is. Are you ahead? Are you behind? And lastly, they need to know what part of the game that they're responsible for. Let me, let me break this down a little bit more. Suppose that the, the critical number is your profitability score for the year. The, the bronze level might be to say, hey, we're just going to increase profitability by 1% over the past year. Silver might be 5% and the goal is, is, gold is 10%, for example. So how do you go about playing the game now? For your sales team, that should, they should know which product offerings are the most profitable and be able to put extra effort potentially into selling and increasing the overall volume of, of those sales. The operations team um, could look at productivity enhancements. How can we lower the cost of, of goods sold, thus increasing the profit margin right there? 
the, the finance team could look at shortening the cash flow cycle. How can we collect faster, less cost, less overhead right there? So just like the sports team, everybody's got different positions, but again, everybody on the team plays a part in reaching our overall goal. So let me wrap this up here before I, I go too, too long here. Um, most people are, are competitive at nature. They, they love to win. They don't want to go through life aimlessly here. They, they need an objective. They need a goal and preferably one with a prize at the end, not just this continual grind. So leverage this thinking in your business. Turn your goals into a game at this point and really ensure that your team understands the rules of the game and then set them free to go play. Let them figure out, okay, how can we best improve and make this number here? Let them take ownership of their area and then keep score, reporting ideally even a weekly basis as to whether, okay, is the team on track, off track for meeting these goals? And then, like I said, let them go have fun. Let them go be creative. Let them go use their passion, their energy, their expertise here to figure out, okay, how can I help win this game here as my piece of the team? So hopefully that makes some sense there. Again, if you've ever got any questions or anything, we've got the Building to Scale community over here. I invite you to come join right now. Uh, just go over to buildingtoscale.com slash group, request your invitation. I'm over there anytime to answer any questions or provide any feedback. If you want to bounce your goals, your initiatives, your ideas off over there and get some feedback from myself or fellow business owners there feel free to jump on over, come join us. It's free right there. Like I said, buildingtoscale.com slash group. Be happy to have you. And as always, this is Jeff Chastain, just reminding you today, every day this week, just take one more step, take one step forward towards making a, a, a more profitable, a more scalable, and ultimately more saleable business for you and your future. Take care. Thanks again for listening to today's episode of the Building to Scale podcast where it is our mission to help you, the small business entrepreneur, build a more profitable, scalable, and ultimately saleable business. If you enjoyed today's topic, please take a moment and leave us a rating in your favorite podcast player as that helps other entrepreneurs find the show. Then, if you are the owner of a small, entrepreneurial business, come join the Building to Scale community where we provide additional coaching and support to business owners just like you. Request your invite at buildingtoscale.com group. Thanks again for listening.